like it, it is an industry that maybe hasn't I mean there are a lot of like payments companies that we've seen that are of course like super innovative but within like finance and speaking of fintech like that uh, investments funding uh, capital all that it, there hasn't been a lot of innovation and so that creates creates a space where you can be super creative um, and I think that is it's that is very inspiring. Elin, thank you so much for being here in Copenhagen. It's great to meet you. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. I'm so excited. Yes, are we? Sorry, we. We've been looking forward to speaking to you for a while. So let's just start. Tell us a little bit about, about you, who you are and what you do. Yeah, so um, I am um, uh, soon to be 30, I'm living in, in Stockholm with my boyfriend. I, uh, I'm a developer and super passionate technologists have always been uh, throughout my life. Um, so I've um, been in consulting, I worked as um, leading the motherbrain team at EQT, mm -hmm. but now I'm in fintech um, and working as a CTO at uh, Arc Capital. Right, okay. Um, and of course, we've been following Arc's meteoric rise here at Nordic Fintech Magazine. Um, tell us what what attracted you to about Arc that made you made you think, okay, I'm going to join this fintech company? Yeah, well, it's really really interesting to work with complex technology, and to also uh, be able to impact how how money flows. Kind of is is very is very cool. Um, I think that the finance industry can use some more innovation uh, and I think there's a lot of you know how who gets funded and, and who gets to keep shares and all that is it's very interesting so I'm super passionate about the vision we have at ARC to to really create this truly data-driven uh, funding option and kind of democratize uh, information about how to grow companies and in a smart way and and how to fund your your uh, startup uh, so that is um, that is really exciting uh, and of course also the team that we have at ARC uh, already is, is uh, amazing. I wouldn't be at the company if it weren't for, for that. I, I have to agree. I think what, the, what you guys are doing is absolutely, absolutely fantastic. So, um, And I, I understand a big part of the distinct value proposition that ARC brings to the market is AIM. Yes. So tell us about AIM. What's, what's AIM and what does it do? Well, AIM uh, is, well, all tech companies today typically are built with the use of different modern systems that's out there for, you know, doing digital marketing or tracking revenue streams or uh, capturing different engagement data from, from customers. And what AIM does is lets you connect your raw company data by authenticating to, to all these different systems. And, and then AIM can use this very standardized data models to uh, to normalize it, to um, put it all together, to define metrics for the different business models and and to, to form a kind of financial snapshot and an overview of the company. And so you get the, like a dashboard with, with growth potential and indicators. Um, and we use this this dashboard internally at ARC to understand if the company has any predictable growth and so if we can fund them. That's why all the like innovation and machine learning and data engineering that we put in to developing AIM is beneficial for both us and also the customers. So that is like that is the platform and, and the idea. So I understand then that AIM basically gets the, the raw data out of the, yeah. the, the the systems of the other companies and then does some predictive analytics. Um, why hasn't this been done before? What has changed in either in technology or in the environment that that makes this the right time to develop a solution like AIM? 
Yeah, it's a good question. I think that the, it's probably that the finance industry and investing and all that has been very successful historically and maybe hasn't felt the need to do a lot of like technical innovation and mm -hmm. transformation. But right now there's a lot of innovation in this space. Like I think a new funding options and uh, ways of like investing is emerging every day. So I think that is super exciting. Um, two trends that we at ARC are kind of like riding on is, is one is this fact that you know there's so many great platforms that tech companies will obviously use today to grow quickly and they are having standard data models in, in, in their backbone. It's um, the same all over the world and we can connect to that and make sense of it. Um, and and that, is, that is new. We could probably not do that just like five years ago. Um, so that's one thing. And, and secondly, just like the amount of data. I think everyone right now is uh, understanding the, uh, the benefit of tracking almost everything, like customer behaviors and just to, to make better products. So, so we can also hoard that and make sense of it with, with machine learning and it's very applicable. Right, and, and in the development, I understand Amy's is, you never finish developing, right? It's, no. It continues to grow, but what's been the biggest challenge that you found so far in trying to implement some of the functionality that, that you envisioned for Amy? Yeah, there are lots of challenges for sure. I think the biggest one I would single out is just, there is the complexity in what we're trying to do. We're um, gathering lots of data. We are forming this, like the ARC data model, and there's a lot of, the processing, machine learning, engineering going into that, financial analysis and all that. So, so we have to have a tech team and a product team that works very closely and closely with the business as well. So I think that just that leadership uh, challenge is, is uh, uh, very big, uh, but it's also super, super exciting, like what we're doing. It's, it requires a very deep tech stack. And so that's the type of complexity that uh, I just love working with. Right. It's really cool. Okay. And uh, as a CTO, um, I, I can imagine that, that that you know how far you can push technology to achieve uh, your vision of what you want to do. Is, is there anything that, that you think, oh, I, will, I love we could do this, but technology is not right there yet? Yeah, like if I can, if I can brainstorm freely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I mean, I would love for just for the sake of humanity that we could solve. There's lots of problems that I think that you can solve with technical innovation. Like I would love to reduce the um, air emissions and like carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and. Uh, uh, what else? I would love to have even more like innovation and um, research within healthcare and and specifically female healthcare, uh, like more femtech innovation and that sort of thing. I think that space is super cool. So I definitely am very excited that we are like supporting all these entrepreneurs and all these you know very diverse types of companies because I I really believe in that and that technical innovation will have like a big impact on the future solutions. Okay, now let's let's switch gears a little bit. And I, I would love to understand from you, what does it take to be a CTO in a fintech company? What, what are the main skills that you require to be successful as a CTO? Um, I think what's special with fintech is that it is a merge of two these two types of industries, like finance and, and tech. I think finance, typically comes with lots of, lots of requirements. If you're building a financial product, the quality needs to be super high, and there are also these regulations. And typically tech 
is more that culture is more like you know move fast and break things kind yeah. of and and iterate quickly and just like have prototypes and all that so it is two different cultures that are kind of coming together and i think that's a very exciting um challenge to to balance that as CEO and to be responsible for very like a wide range of um, things and uh, and to to yeah to have that balance. Okay, and and you mentioned earlier that you were before joining Arc, you were in a leadership position, position within EQT. Mm. So my question is, have you have you noticed any difference between the the the, the responsibilities of, of leadership roles in technology in an incumbent and mm. fintech? Oh, it's a really good question. Um, I think. I mean, the, the, the first thing that struck me is when I started Arc, I was the only developer, the only engineer. So obviously, like rolling up my sleeves and just like getting into the code and and developing the foundation myself. That's a big difference. And then, but now that I have um, a team, it, it is also very different. We're working um, so closely with the rest of the business. We're very aligned. Everyone is working towards the same goal. And that, of course, creates like autonomy for a tech team and makes it super fast mm -hmm. and that is obviously a lot of fun also but is it, there's a big difference in you know that, that at arc the tech platform is core to the whole business model and it will never everyone is super keen to innovate and we don't have any legacy processes and we don't have any legacy systems and it's it's all about this innovation so I mean, there are no there are no <laughs> lengthy discussions about anything, and it's like we're just you know we're just running with it, and it, that is that is for sure a big difference and and really a, a luxurious position to be in. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yes, like you, you have a playground and just go and exactly. have fun, right? It's it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, then the, the next the next question I have for you is as as you've joined a fintech. Yeah. Have there, has there been anything that has sort of been different to your expectations or any surprises that you've taken thinking like, huh, um, I didn't really expect to find this in a, in a fintech company? Um, yeah, I think I didn't realize before, and that was also before working in the finance industry at all, before EQT, I didn't realize how many uh, possibilities for innovation and product development and so you can find in within fintech. Um, so I think it's there's a I feel inspired every day to to um, uh, use uh, data to, to classify data to um, you know make customer journeys more automated and more streamlined and better. And there's uh, because of there's a big room to do that in fintech, and and that is really inspiring and like empowering. So I didn't expect that before that I would feel this creative. Right. Um, but it's um, that is a lot of fun. Oh, that's really interesting. So, so, so the, the creativity process is a lot more vibrant in, in fintech than perhaps in incumbents. I, I think so because it is also like it, it is an industry that maybe hasn't. I mean, there are a lot of like payments companies that we've seen that are of course like super innovative. But within like finance and speaking of fintech like that, mm -hmm. uh, investments, funding, uh, capital, all that, it, there hasn't been a lot of innovation, and so that creates creates a space where you can be super creative. Um, and I think that is it's that is very inspiring. Right. Okay. Um, now let's shift gears again, and I want to talk about something that I know is very close to your heart, which is women in tech. Yes. So tell us a little bit of what's what's the problem 
so far with women in tech and what what do you feel that you can do as a, as a role model to encourage more women to take up engineering positions? Yes, this is, has become my favorite subject. It's really grown on me um, over my over the time of my career. I've been it's a super super passionate subject for me because I'm uh, I'm a bit frustrated that you know there are no female developers really. Um, if you talk hardcore tech like developing in in the deep tech stacks, there are very very few developers and that are female. And I think it's just sad that we're building the, the future of innovation and future solutions. And it's a, also a very like non-diverse uh, group of male developers that are building that. So we're passionate about changing it. And um, when, when I've, I've always been the only developer uh, in, in the product teams I was in. And that made me super biased. I mean, I was never, I never saw any other female developers. At least the guys saw me, you know. Uh, but I was like, no, they look like this. They are male. They have the beard. <laughs> right. And um, then I was lucky enough to be able to realize this and, and got to build uh, a team that was diverse in, in every way, not just gender. And see the benefits of that, see the impact. It was a completely different team. Uh, everyone was so happy to go to work. Everyone had a lot of fun. Mm, the female developers that came into the team, they were super communicational. They were um, s sensing. They were, you know, cared about product and business and customers. And they became kind of a glue that just held the team and the product development together. And so that was amazing just to see that. So, so now I'm very convinced that you have to experience it for it to really have an effect. But that's like a chicken and an egg problem because very few people have experienced a diverse tech team today. So, but I have, and I will never, um, I will never go go back from that. So, so now I'm super excited to build this diverse team. Um, but when I speak to young female um, techies or at all tech interested uh, females, uh, like my my younger sister who is studying engineering, I always tell them, you know, stay in. Uh, deep tech, like for at least two to five years after you've graduated and you start working, stay in the, those positions. Just you know, do coding if you can. Eight hours a day uh, at work coding that teaches you a lot. If you get to sit, sit next to someone that's an expert, uh, eight hours a day, you're gonna learn a lot. And the thing is, the females they will be asked to go into like a project leading role or a product project management or something like that because they usually have you know communication skills people skills and I'm, I'm telling them like say no to that because um, it will feel like you're speeding uh, away from everyone else like going into this like more leadership role right. but the guys will be in this very technical roles well they they will develop skills that you know you can never um, uh, keep up with uh, so so it means that you know you can never go beyond that if you don't have those technical skills so I'm just like yeah when you ask me what I tell or how I try to be a role model it's like stay in those very technical skill building uh, positions uh, because those skills are they're really the gold and, and what do you think is the the problem to begin with that uh, not enough women go into engineering fields or into developing fields well, there, there are like many folds. Like it's so, uh, it's a complex problem, which is why it can feel very like demotivating to even 
think about solving it because you need to have role models. Uh, you need to basically change the culture in the society. It starts with uh, young, young uh, girls not being getting the same encouragement like I was I was basically coding my whole life, but no one really told me I was coding. Like it wasn't, um, it wasn't like, oh, you're you're so good with programming. It was like I didn't get that encouragement, so I didn't really know that was what was was I was what I was doing. So I think, you know, it starts with recognizing that in in girls as well as in boys, tech interest, getting more females into into technical fields of education. I think I looked at my school's database and there was no change in how many females were at the computer science program since like 30 years back. It was like stable around 8%. And I think that is, uh, we're not really improving that um, when it comes to the deep tech right. parts. And uh, we need to really do something about it. Right. So. Okay, um, and then. It I have the last question for you, and uh, I hope I hope you're not uh, flustered by my question. But uh, Forbes 30 under 30. Um, yes. <laughs> you were uh, selected for Forbes 30 under 30 back in 2020. Was that right? Yeah, that's probably right. Yes. Right. Um, so, tell me, what has it meant for you to get that recognition by Forbes, which is a very prestigious one, and and how is that? How how are you leveraging that that recognition to? Um, again to pursue that, that, that ideal of uh, encouraging more women to, to follow in your steps. Yeah, I'm not sure I am uh, leveraging that uh, that much, but I was yeah, obviously super like happy to get that recognition and it means a lot. It's, it's one of those prizes that actually yeah, means something because it's very exclusive. I think that was um, of course really nice, but generally to me these prizes are yeah, I'm generally just a bit like flustered and then I don't really um, leverage that that much, I think. But of course, I mean, I can I can put it on my resume, it's some kind of um, like confirmation. Uh, but I think that what I always talk about are these like skills that I've built and how this experience is what I can talk about in different situations and learn from and share and so on. So right. it's what matters to me. Cool. All right, and then was just one last question. What can we expect our capital to be able to do in the next, let's say, three to five years based on your vision for developing AIM, which is this core, uh, core technology that the company is founded on? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, in the future there will be like what uh, AIM will be like, what LinkedIn is for talent, the talent market today. So like uh, AIM will be the financial profile of a company, any company. So I'm hoping that it will be a marketplace where, you know, tech uh, entrepreneurs can meet with different types of investors and um, get funding uh, in, in new, new ways. And where it's, yeah, the more like democratizing, really disrupting this this industry and, and making it more accessible and more diverse. That is really what I'm what I'm hoping for and and think that we will achieve. Well, that's fascinating, Aline. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And uh, it's been a real pleasure getting to meet you and, and listen to your perspective. Thank you. This was really fun. And we look forward to seeing you in September for Nordic Fintech Week. Yes, that will be even more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you.